Welcome, welcome back into another episode of By Order of the Peaky Blinders. We've got a couple big celebrations for this one. It's our 55th episode celebrating Josh's 25th birthday. Daniel Gilman here alongside Josh Levy. And Josh, how has uh, the last few days been as, as a new man? It's been great. I feel, I feel older. Uh, being 25 is uh, a lot more interesting than being 24. I can now rent a car on my own. So I guess there's that. I, got, I uh, went to my first restaurant, broke the quarantine for the first time. It was uh, interesting to say the least, but uh, it's, it's been nice and I'm happy to uh, celebrate our big milestone here. Yeah, so concurrently with Josh's you know, day of birth being brought up around the year, we hit over 100,000 total listens. And I know it may not sound like a crazy amount, but for Josh and I, who started this you know, fun little Game of Thrones idea at first, but then kind of turned into maybe an overall TV show podcast and then turned into finding a niche audience, which was you guys, our Peaky Blinders, diehard fans. And, and to turn into something like this, we're averaging over 900 listens per episode and, and starting from what, you know, the nine people that we had listening to our first episode, just to make sure that we sounded normal. And so now as we look back on that, Josh and I will be going over and reminiscing through some of our favorite episodes, along with some Peaky Blinders news that has been popping up and down so we'll intertwine that with some of our favorites. And Josh, I, I need to ask you, is, is there a show right now, just starting off, that is kind of filling the Peaky Blinders void and, and the, game, the Gangs of London void? Because I feel like after we finished Gangs of London, it was very Peaky-esque in terms of wanting something else to fill that in your life. There, there are a bunch of shows that, I, that I'm honestly watching, but not, none that are like Gangs or like Peaky where I'm that, like, you know, invested into it. Ozark kind of kind of filled that void for me uh, a little bit. But there, there are a few shows that I've been watching that I've been really interested in. I've, I've just started watching the show Dave that has uh, Lil Dicky in it, which is it's, – it's, it's a less serious kind of show, but it's so freaking funny. I, I'm three episodes in. The last episode was just out of control. Uh, I, I watched the uh, Jeffrey Epstein uh, miniseries documentary, which was super interesting, really, really twisted and fucked up, but nonetheless really interesting. As a just graduated law student, I love watching shows that involve like lawyers and their strategy. Um, Trial by Media is another documentary kind of kind of series to watch, which was super interesting. And then Billions is, is is back, which which has filled the void. So there there have been shows you know over the quarantine uh, since P and that aren't peaky and since Gangs has uh, ended, but uh, it hasn't been easy. Yeah, Dave is is very American comedy style, almost like you know, Seinfeld's Curb Your Enthusiasm. Curb, it's, it's, it's very Curb-esque. Yep, it's, it's very good. I, I like Dave. I, you know, I enjoyed watching the Epstein documentary. Last Kingdom, you know, I'm watching season four. It's so good. If, if you like Viking shows or anything along the, the storylines of, of, you know, Game of Thrones where there's seven main characters and they all have their own scenes, then Last Kingdom on Netflix is a good one. But Josh, let's, let's talk more Peaky Blinders here. Let's start it off with a little bit of news because the fantastic Grace Shelby, otherwise, of course, known as uh, Annabelle Wallace, did post a little bit of a teaser a couple weeks ago. On May 28th, she posted onto her Instagram story a picture of the Peaky Blinders Twitter page who tweeted about you know, how Grace is the main focus of this week. 
asking when do you think Grace, when, what did you think of Grace when we first met her? That was the tweet. And Annabelle Wallace posted and said, there's more to come, dot, dot, dot. Which does lead us to believe that we have not seen the last of Grace Shelby in the, in the Peaky verse. So a lot more flashbacks, which probably is, uh, is assuring us that, that Tommy Shelby's not going to die. Yeah, I mean, I never thought he actually was going to die. But, there, like, I mean, you really never know with this show if it really is in that Game of Thrones territory as we always compare it to. But uh, I would love to see Grace, more Grace flashbacks. Uh, if you listen to our episode early on, you know that we're huge Grace Shelby fans. So it would be nice to, uh, to uh, see a little bit more of her. And she's, she's a great actress, Annabelle Walsh. She's a great character. If you listen to, I don't remember exactly what episode was it. Episode three, uh, season three, episode four, or was it three? When she, when she uh, tragically passed, you know how distraught I was when that happened. So it was either one. It was either episode one or two. I think it was episode two, right after the wedding. So I think right, it was yeah, three no, it point was. two. It was. It was three point two, and that's one of the the toughest episodes that I've recorded since I was watching it fresh. That's, and I that's was, a good one to start with. I was sad. I mean, obviously, one of my favorite episodes to cover, but also one of one of the one of the most depressing episodes that I've had to cover because I was I my my reaction was so fresh to that episode that like if you guys want to go back and listen to it right now, you'll see what I'm talking about or you'll hear what I'm talking about because my favorite character went and gone too quickly. Yeah, there were there were some great moments in the by order of the Peaky Blinders history. I would say that Josh crying over Grace Shelby was an awesome one. I think the two of us mourning over John Shelby, most of the deaths led to some pretty good content. And then I also remember there was, there was a funny, I think it was the season three recap when I put on my thinking hat and really tried to dissect the Russian and the, and, and the Soviet and all of that. And then you tried to go over capitalism and fascism and socialism. And that was a lot of fun too. Yeah, I definitely got uh, definitely got roasted for my for my lack of uh, knowledge on fascism, socialism, and uh, all of, all of the other kind of isms. All and, the uh, isms, isms are bad. Oh. If Ferris Bueller has taught me anything, it's all isms are bad. That was definitely my my low point where I kind of looked, reflected and I was like, "Damn, like what am I doing here?" <laughs> I was like, "Am I is this is this really for me?" And then I kind of you know talked myself down to earth, and I'm like. I, I actually talked to my dad, who's like a huge history buff. And I was like, Dad, can you can you explain to me? Because can you explain to me all the the fascism, you know, socialism and communism kind of you know the, the uh, differences? And he was telling me that like you know back then it was a lot different than it was when it kind of evolved throughout the years. So the the isms in the peaky world were a lot different than the isms ten years from from that time. So I kind of you know made me feel a little bit better, talk myself down to earth, but we kind of got roasted by that one reviewer. Who knows? He's probably still listening because he's a fan. I was going to say, we've got, we've had highs, we've had lows. I would love to hear any of you peaky heads in what you thought was some of maybe our, our finest moments or our lowest moments. So comment on facebook.com slash peaky podcast, or just email B-O-O-T peaky blinders at gmail.com. And we'll have a feedback episode in the next few weeks as we, kind of reminisce as the off season continues. But Josh, we'll, I will say another one of our, of our lows is probably our first ever episode. Have you gone back to listen to it? I'm, I'm scared. I remember listening to it like frequently when we first posted it. Yeah. Just to be like, wow, I like my, my voice just sounds weird. I was using a different mic. 
we were doing the the old trick before we uh you know hopped on zoom we didn't realize that zoom could record and our our uh, audio wasn't very good uh, i was think i was i think i was using i think i was using my my beats headphones before i had airpods the audio was terrible i kept on saying um I would start every sentence with yeah, yeah, yeah. It was rough. But uh, every time I recommend the pod to someone, I tell them, I just want to let you know it gets a lot better after episode one. Yeah, just don't. And what's, what's terrible about it is our first episode has like 6,000 listens. And then our <laughs> second episode has like 2,800. So the, the amount of drop off. And, and we're just happy that you guys have stuck with us through whatever 50 plus episodes. But the, the big problem too, I'll take a lot of the, blunt, the brunt of the, the mistakes is the first season we went through it scene by scene, yeah. which you can't do in this show. You got to go character by character. So we started to learn that a little bit more. We would go through, you know, Tommy's plot line and then John's plot line and then Grace's storyline or whatever it was. So we, we, we got a little bit better there. We do have some ups though. I think, I think another great episode that we had, Josh, was our soundtrack episode. I would say that's yes. in the Mount Rushmore for us. You know, Josh is love for music, has shined throughout all 55 episodes of the show, continually bringing up what his favorite songs in every episode was. So naturally, in the offseason, we had to go and rank our favorite songs. You know, it was our Anna Calvi episode. It was our, uh, oh man, how am I going to forget her name now? Who's the, other, who's the other one that sings so many of the songs? Are you thinking of uh, Anne Brunn, that one song, All My Tears and 2-6? Radiohead wasn't a lot of them. No, I'm um, thinking. I'll get it. Give me a second. I am thinking of... PJ Harvey. PJ Harvey. PJ Harvey. And you know He's what? I deserve, yeah. I deserve a few lashes for forgetting. Yeah. We are queen. a PJ Harvey podcast. The like, queen. This is established. established. So, so that was a good one. I, I also want to say that I think Josh and I's finer episodes have come on Patreon where we have really dissected some of the more fun topics like best villains and greatest, you know, protagonists, predictions for season six while we were waiting, predictions for season five while that was happening. And so if you want to check that out, patreon.com slash by order of Peaky for just $5 a month. Josh and I also broke down every episode of this new banger, Gangs of London, that'll be coming to America soon. I just, still available. I just, I just want to cut him off there and before he goes on and just say that Gangs of London is a top 10 solidified show for me in the history of television. Season one on yes. itself. And I'm not wow. exaggerating. It is no longer recency bias because I'm like a week fresh off of finishing this, the, the season. It is must-see television. You guys need to go watch it. And I'm not just saying that because we podcasted it on our Patreon and because we had the boys Xavier Johns for an interview. But you need to watch that show ASAP. If you're in America and you don't want to wait, I highly recommend watching it somehow. I'm not going to advocate for illegal avenues to watch television, but it is really that good. It is elite. Please go watch. Yep. And so speaking in that kind of cloth, Josh and I had a lot of fun talking to different people during this off season. Xavier Johns was a great interview. We're going to reach back out to him and try to get a kind of closing talk with him about Gangs of London because our first chat which was available here on Apple and Spotify and Stitcher and everywhere you can find podcasts that had no spoilers because we hadn't seen the show yet. So now we're going to probably, you know, reach out to him and, and hit him up with something that maybe does include a lot of spoilers. But Josh, you talk about your top 10 shows ever. I really enjoyed our podcast that really broke down our top 10 shows of 2019. I've had you yeah. know about a dozen people tell me that that was their favorite one of us because we really, you know, we, we, 
we reached out of our comfort zone. We didn't talk about Peaky Blinders for an hour. Instead, we showed off our, uh, our knowledge of other TV shows. And 20, 2020, you never know. I'm starting, you got to start, you know, making your list, checking it twice. I would say Gangs of London has to be, you know, high on that list, as will be probably Ozark. I will tell you, uh, I've been checking out the new Steve Carell show, Space Force. And uh, I'm not sure that that's going to make the top 10. But if you want like a funny little comedy that makes fun of President Trump and, and does all that stuff, Space Force may not be on the top 10 of 2020, but it has been, you know, a bit enjoyable. I'm going to, I wanted to ask you, Josh, before we keep going on this, Billions is only releasing the first half of their season because the yeah. second half wasn't completed. I, ha I decided, you know what, I'm just going to wait until the whole thing drops. How has this season seven been? It's it's been good. Um, I kind of forgot that Billions kind of is super corny sometimes. It is. It's Showtime. That's why. It's super corny sometimes. But if you put the corniness aside and you really just focus on the plot and the and the acting and like the diabolical genius that Bobby Axelrod is and that Chuck Rhodes and how and, and how he is, it's 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 great. It's still great TV. It's a great cast. It's a good season. It isn't as good as season four because season four was elite television. As I always say, elite television, I think, it's the, I think it's the most used word on this podcast is elite television, but it really is elite television. I've loved this season so far. I think it's a good idea to kind of wait till the second half comes out, but that's a long time. So kudos to you for uh, having that, that, that mental discipline. It's, it's more just my plate is so full. I just watch too many shows. You know, I've got Last Kingdom going. I've got Quiz, which is a new AMC show that I wanted to talk about, a BBC production that we'll talk about Quiz a little bit later, but I really enjoy it. And it's got our main man, Tom, from Succession, which is, you know, more of the, uh, the less corny version of Billions in my eyes. But as, as we continue to talk about some of our favorite episodes, Josh, I wanted to ask you, what was in your mind, what kind of episodes stick out to you in, in the history books of, of our podcast? Well, I think right away, you got to go with uh, season two, episode six breakdown, with, uh, which is our, both of our favorite episodes of the whole entire series of Peaky Blinders is the, the episode at Epsom, just entitled Epsom. And that, that was, you know, it was a fresh reaction for me. We saw a lot of characters. I mean, this is a, this is a spoiler-filled podcast, so like obviously if, if you haven't, I already broke down that Grace Shelley passed. So if you if you haven't watched all of Peaky Blinders, please turn this off right now. But uh, I mean, when Campbell dies and when Polly, you know, gets gets uh, raped by Campbell, just powerful. And when Tommy is has the gun to the, the the barrel pointed at him and the bullet fires and he falls into the ditch and Churchill has a job for him and he's walking away crying. I think we've mentioned that scene at least ten times throughout the the history of of by order, by order of the Peaky Blinders is the scene of of Tommy saying, "Oh, and there was a girl." And, and I almost had it all. I almost fucking had it all. And then he uh -huh. walks away crying with all my tears by Ann Brun playing in the background. And I can't imagine being someone watching it in real time and having to wait for that next season to come out because I was fortunate enough to be able to watch right away in season three because I was watching it on Netflix. And that's my favorite episode by far that, that we have broken down. Yep, I, I couldn't agree more. It was, it was a fun one to break down as well. We kind of started it by saying, this is going to be the best episode you watch. You know, we, we knew it going into the podcast. And then some of our favorite guests, like Adam L. Hagar and Paul Bouillon and James Eels, all mentioned that scene as being the scene of the show. So it kind of, you know, solidified our take that that scene in that episode 
is up there. And so what we're going to do on Patreon next week is actually rank our top five favorite episodes of Peaky Blinders. Clearly that one is already up there on the Mount Rushmore. So we'll have to fill in with three or four more favorites. So if you are already a Patreon member, get excited for that. If not, still got time. You're going to have a backlog of over 30 episodes that you can listen to as you either road trip or workout or whenever you just want to pop on a podcast. I kind of podcast. I listen to podcasts while I tan, Josh, because I, I have too many rotations because I usually drive so much. How, what have you done with the podcast that you've been listening to? How have you tried to keep it up without going to work every day or going to drive to the library? Yeah, I mean, I've been, I've been studying my ass off, studying for the bar, so I haven't really been you know, listening to, to a lot of podcasts recently. I love part of my take. I mean, it's my favorite podcast. Me and, me and Daniel love Oysters, Clams, and Cockles. That's like our, 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 our inspiration uh, to doing this podcast in the first place. So I, for me, listening to a podcast, even though I am a podcaster, I don't, I, I don't have the discipline to, to listen to it like a TV show, like a lot of people do, kind of like in, in order, in succession. If I had a Game of Thrones that was out, and I was and I was watching a season like that. I would listen to to the podcast like I did with oysters, clams, and cockles. But for me, it's a little different. I really haven't had time, but I kind of wish I did because there are a lot of good podcasts out there. Well, I think it's time that I teased. I did tease that there was going to be a little bit more news in the Peaky Blinders universe, and so I do want to break it out now, Josh. There has been an announcement that Stephen Knight is going ahead with a new show. It is going to be an adaption or I guess it's more of an adaptation than an adaption of this show or this book from Charles Dickens called Great Expectations. So it's a mm -hmm. six part series and it looks like Stephen Knight is teaming up with both Ridley Scott and Tom Hardy on this one. It's going to be and, great, man. Yeah. I mean, Stephen Knight's already made a, an adaptation for the Christmas Carol as has everyone in the world including Matthew McConaughey. If you haven't seen Ghosts of Girlfriends Pass, it's phenomenal. And so Stephen Knight and Tom Hardy, six parts. They haven't announced anything else except for that, but it sounds like it's going to be phenomenal. So I'm excited yeah, for that. It's uh, Pip's Great Expectations, you know, by Charles Dickens. I mean, I don't think it's called Pip's, but I know, I know the character's Pip. I don't know if it's going to be exactly like the book or like, the, like uh, the Charles Dickens novel, but that'll be interesting because it's very old. It's a very classic piece of literature that it's going to be interesting to see Tom Hardy, you know, kind of come into life in, in, in whatever role he plays, but Ridley Scott and, and, uh, and Stephen Knight teaming up together is just, that is, that is amazing. Yep. Not to mention Tom Hardy. So I'm excited for that. You know, it's, it's, I'm, I'm trying to find a date, but we'll have to keep you updated. Everything has not been, you know, there hasn't been any new articles since May 14th about this, but it did just kind of sketch across my timeline and I'm excited to announce that taboo season two comes out soon another Stephen Knight, Tom Hardy conglomeration. And if you haven't seen Taboo, I think, I think you should check it out. I, I, we mentioned it a little bit. That was last week or a few weeks ago. I don't know if it was here or the Patreon. I feel like we talked about it on here with the Tom Hardy Rushmore, but it's, uh, it's interesting. It's Peaky Blinders set about 100 years before, so it's like, or maybe even 200 years before. I feel like it's either the 1700s or the 1800s. And, you know, it's British rule of india the indie the, the what is it the east indie trade company or the west i am terrible with this the what's it called the the trading company that in, that uh the british had in india the west uh, indie trading company something yeah like it's 
it's it's it's something like that. A great indie trade. Wow, I'm an idiot. Whatever. So that's what the show's about. Tom Hardy plays this like pirate style guy. Maybe maybe we'll maybe we'll have to watch season one and just kind of go over it as a whole on this podcast, just because it's Stephen Knight and Tom Hardy. But let's keep it going. We got a few more good and bad episodes to to bring up. I do want to bring up one of the one of the funnier interviews that we have done. And so that's with the the Princess Isabella, who played the Russian oligarchy, you know, the, the matriarch of the family. And so we had Dina Corzoon live with us from her uh, chateau in, in or her chalet in Switzerland with her family. And she just, she just ripped this show to shreds, talking yeah. about how terrible it was, how the violence was bad. She shows up on set and there's people having sex. The orgy scene was her first scene. And we were just sitting there like blushing. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say in general, just all of the interviews that we've done with the characters, with uh, Adam O'Hagar, with uh, Paul, Paul uh, Bunyan. Is it, is it Bunyan? I think Bunyan. it's Bullion. Bullion. I, I, I thought of Paul Bunyan. Paul, Paul, Paul Bullion, Dina Corzoon, James, James Eels, and, and Xavier Johns, obviously not affiliated with Peaky, but all those interviews together was, was one of, was like my highlight of, of podcasting because it really brought the show to life and made us kind of, gave us a little bit more of like legitimacy to have some of these secondary characters on the show. It was awesome. That episode, that, that interview with uh, Dina Corzoon was quite the interview if you guys have not listened please go listen and listen to her take on the show because it's not what you think she was not into the violence she was not into the sex scenes she wasn't even really even watch Peaky Blinders in general she still has never seen an episode she's never seen an episode and that's wild and I wonder how many other actors and actresses kind of are like that but those uh in in aggregate and all cumulative together were my favorite episodes to to cover aside from 2.6 Epsom and one other, which I'll, which I'll bring up in a little bit. Oh, I love the tease. I do want to say that doing the instant reactions, because we had, we had started ah, this podcast. Took it out of oh, my mouth. Oh, that was it. That was it. All right. Well, we yeah, got to talk about it now then. Doing the instant reactions. Yeah. because So we start this podcast. Josh and I, entering the fall of 2019, decide, you know what? Let's just gung-ho. We're going to do it. I believe it was like August before I had you know moved to Indiana and – we're like, all right, so we want to do a TV show podcast. What TV shows do we want to talk about? And then I had this, this idea while I was Indiana, in Indiana that, like, you know what? Let's do it about Peaky Blinders only. So we do a full rewatch. But as we start it, they announce the date of season five. And, and all of a sudden, we are like four episodes into this rewatch, season one, episode five or so. And we've got about, what? 29 episodes left or something like that or I guess there were only 24 episodes so we had about we had about 19 episodes left to cover and they announced that season five is going to drop in London in about like 30 days so we have 30 days to rush through and cover all of these episodes and yet we somehow figured it out where I think it came across pretty seamlessly where we didn't finish our rewatch by the time that season five came out but we decided we're going to have instant reactions along with our British watchers. And then we'll release another set of episodes along with people watching on Netflix. And what we do is we'd include spoilers on that one for the people rewatching it from the UK. And it sounds, you know, like a headache right now. And it was, it was definitely one of the more strenuous times in my life trying to plan this all out. But I am, uh, I'm happy to say that what are we almost a year later, Josh, 
and we've hit the 100,000 listen mark. That was a big milestone. And I, I'm happy to say that we just, we're just chugging along. Coronavirus has not gotten in our way. Not at all. I mean, th- those were definitely the highlights uh, for me was doing those in- instant reactions because it was, it was a mission for me to catch up. I had to binge the shit out of the show in order to, to catch up to, to, to the Series 5 drop. Don't act and like it wasn't – it was not a chore. You, you, it you was not a chore. Binge. You I, binged I was it way faster than I thought you would. I was going to do it anyways by the time I, 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 I watched that first episode. So it was fun to do that, and I really love the instant reactions. And those are some of the, the, the more played episodes that, that we've had dropped, those, those Series 5 instant reactions, because it, it, was, it was different for me, especially doing the, the reaction of me doing it, like, you know, binge-watching, and then me kind of being like, oh, I have to wait a week now just like everybody else. And so that's what I really, really enjoyed. Uh, I, I love those episodes. You got our fresh reactions. It was kind of synonymous with our inspiration of oysters, clams, and cockles, those Game of Thrones episodes that we, that we heard instant reactions from. And so those were very authentic reactions, and, they kind of, and, and, and that's what I really liked about those. Yeah, instead of being able to formulate and collect my thoughts and my, you know, my notes and everything like we did for the, for the rewatch, we're talking like instant. I mean, we'd finish watching at 10 p.m., or 11 p.m. or whatever, or sometimes we'd watch earlier because it would technically drop at about 2 Eastern time. And Josh and I would just record right after. And I remember my roommates being mad at me because we made a lot of noise and we would just yell and scream. And we're like, oh my God, I can't believe there was a, you know, the swan scene and Polly comes out and saves Arthur and all this stuff. And it's, it just, it just brings back great memories, Josh. I will, I will say that I think my favorite episode though and it's just because of the crazy circumstances, is the one that we did when they had to announce that the season was being postponed, the coronavirus emergency episode, because I set up my laptop in my car, very unsafe, do not recommend this, driving down the interstate, passing through the the Rockies in Colorado, and, and Josh and I are just yelling at each other. And you can kind of hear, it's, it's one of our worst auto, audio quality episodes because you can hear people honking in the background. But Josh and I are just, just tweaking out about how there's not going to be Peaky Blinders in 2020 and it's all this depressing stuff's happening. But we do, we do come up with a couple good things to watch, I remember. I, I have to go back to listen to actually remember which shows we recommended. But I feel like that was a, a Last Kingdom you know, stand for me because I still stand behind this show, which I think is, I think it is just as good as, as Game of Thrones. I'm a big fan of this Viking show. Okay. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to give it a watch, but that was, that was a fun episode. That was not, not a fun, it was sad, but. No, we had fun. Of, it was a good episode. It was, it was fun. We were kind of, you know, like not, we were not saying at that point, we didn't really know what to do. We were new to the coronavirus kind of thing. We, we were freaking out about Peaky not, not being here for 2020, but, uh, We've we've come a long way since that day. Since Daniel was recording in the, in the interstate, uh, in his car, driving down the interstate with the cars honking and his car going fast, and 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 you could hear the echo kind of. But you know, we make do because because we love our fans and we want to put out content for our fans, and we and we really hope that that you guys have enjoyed, you know, listening to us even even in our in a, in, a, in our lowest of lows and our highest of highs because there there have been some lows, especially that, that first episode the coronavirus emergency episode. Other than that, I mean, I don't really have any quibbles with any other episode that we've done. Maybe the isms episode was, wasn't my, wasn't my finest. Um, but just the show is, a, is our favorite. And so we love it. And we're really looking forward to the show coming back at some point and they started filming. So it's coming back sooner than you think. 
It is. It is. And lastly, I do want to announce that if you go on our Twitter page, which is at by order of Peaky, and you look at our latest retweet, the Peaky Blinders official Twitter page has posted out a link where you can vote for Peaky Blinders as best drama series at the TV Choice Awards. And so if you do that, the voting ends today. So when this is posted, go on there, go click the link awards.tvchoicemagazine.co.uk slash vote, and we'll see if Peaky can grab another award here in the, uh, in the remnants, in the, in the, the post season five kind of uh I, I would say it's it's off season but at the same time it feels like they're shooting so hopefully we can kind of say that they're starting pre-production work and josh and i will continue our production work of this show is our next episode will be dropping on patreon.com slash by order of peaky where josh and i talk about our favorite episodes in the peaky blinder universe and you know what i'm gonna go ahead and throw something out there josh I don't think season five is going to make an appearance on our, on our Mount Rushmore. I don't know what you think. Yeah. I don't know. As we said time and time again, it's really a part one. So like, like we, we really think that season six is going to be like a, like a, like a, a B to season five. It's like a five, a five B kind of thing. Cause it was way too much setting up for what's about to come in the next season. Hopefully we find out a lot more, but definitely not going to make uh, not going to make it. Maybe, I mean, maybe the finale, who knows? I'll have to do a, a different kind of deep dive into seeing if my feelings when Alfie pops back up and when that final scene with Oswald and the long speech goes on. And, you know, I, I, maybe, maybe, you know, I could be swayed to think that the, the season five finale could be a top five episode. But there's only one way to find out, and that's by signing up to patreon.com slash buy order of Peaky, just $5, and you get so much content. Josh, any other words here? I just want to say, once again, happy birthday to our main man, the partner of all partners. Hope you have a, uh, a great weekend, all right? Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Uh, my, my, my last words are just, you know, this, is, this has been fun doing this. We've, we reached 100,000 listens. I never, I never thought we were going to get to that point. It was just something that you and I were going to do for fun because we were like, why not? We can do it. We can talk about a show. And we really fall in love with the show. You already fell in love. You got me into the show. I'm in, it's my top five show for me. Uh, it's Game of Thrones and this are my two favorite shows. So it's, it's been awesome. We're really looking forward to the journey ahead. It's not done. Stay with us. Thank you. If, you, if you've watched, if you listen to every single episode since the first, thank you so much. You guys are the reason why we do this. Just give a recommendation to anybody. You know, even if, if they haven't watched the show, tell them to watch the show and listen to the podcast. It's always good to listen to, to watch a new show and listen to a great podcast that comes in. Um, and, that, and that's why we do it. So we really appreciate you guys. And I can tell you, when we started this, I genuinely just wanted 100 listens. And when we hit 100 listens on our first episode, it was the coolest thing. And then we just wanted like 50 listens on our second episode. We're just like, as long as we can just get more than the, the 12 family members that we know are listening to this. And there are just so many podcasts out there in the universe that I listen to and I enjoy, and yet I know they just have like 65 listeners. You know what I mean? Different things like that. And so the fact that we have you guys as our fan base is just the coolest thing. I mean, we had an, an update this past Wednesday that said that we are 43rd in the United States among all after shows, so shows that talk specifically about TV shows, and we are 32nd in the, in the, uh, the, the Great Britain, United Kingdom, 
among all after shows. So that's, that's of all the podcasts that talk about TV shows, top 50 in the United States and UK. And it's for you guys that we do it for. And it's you guys that we thank. And so for Josh, I'm Daniel. We binge so you don't have to.